This, this is real. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen. Pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping out on the streets. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the River Radio Let's Talk Business show with me, Sophie Comas. I hope that you've had a good week and looking forward to the Jubilee celebrations at the weekend. On today's show, I'm delighted to welcome Tanya Sesmanero from Vida Coaching, a career and personal development coach who helps her clients to find their dream job. On today's show, we're going to be finding out a bit more about Tanya, learning more about Vida Coaching, debating and discussing some of the challenges faced in the small business industry today. Plus, we've got some great music and book choices for you. So, Tanya, welcome. Good afternoon. Hi, how are you? Yeah, really good, thank you. How's your week going? Yeah, not too bad. And obviously, we've got a couple of uh, days off coming up, which will be good. I know. How <laughs> exciting is that going to be? I'm hoping the weather's going to improve. I know I'm very British talking about the weather, but <laughs> I mean, it just kept raining like crazy yesterday and I couldn't get outside. <laughs> I know the weather forecast certainly does seem to be changing, that's for sure. One minute we've got a, an amazing weekend and the next it's rain, oh. so I'm hoping it'll flip back. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Excellent. So, um, Tanya, tell us a bit about Vida Coaching. What, what do you do? Where do you based? Um, I'm based in Maidenhead, mm-hmm. so nearby. Um, and um, Vida Coaching, I I came up with uh, <laughs> the idea and created Vida Coaching about six and a half years ago, almost seven years ago now. Gosh, has it been that long? It That's has amazing. been that long because we've known each other pretty much the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> a little while, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, so I help both um, individuals and companies uh, with career coaching. So First of all, I help individuals who generally they're at a career crossroads mm-hmm. um, and I help them work out the way they want the direction they want their career to take. Excellent. Um, and also I've got a background in HR, so I also help people find uh, secure the jobs through uh, working on their CVs and interview skills and that kind of thing. Excellent. Um, and with businesses, uh, I work with sort of uh, growing small to medium sized businesses who need help with um, recruitment. So mm-hmm. I use something called dispersonality profiling to help them with their recruitment needs. Yeah. Um, personal development. Uh, retention is a big issue at the moment. So it's all about yeah. personal development. And then finally, um, with you know outplacement, there may be certain individuals that need to be made redundant. And so I can help them with um, career coaching to find their next opportunity. Excellent. So, wow, that's a real diverse range of, yeah. of clients that you've got there in diverse I like range variety. <laughs> Definitely. Can you, um, is, there, is there a kind of an example of perhaps, you know, maybe taking, especially, you know, I, I know we were talking just before we come on air that obviously lots of students are going to be finishing their exams and mm. qualifications and things around this sort of time. And I imagine many are going to be at that kind of career crossroads is, okay, I've got my academic qualifications, how do I move forward? So, can you maybe give us an example of if you had an individual approach you how, you know how does it work where do you start with with the conversations in helping them to identify the way forward um so if somebody's not sure of the career so sometimes I get people that come to me and they know exactly what they want to do and it's all about securing the job but if they're not sure about what you know you come out of university for example and if you haven't done a very specific uh, degree like engineering or being a doctor or a vet or whatever then the world's pretty much your oyster Mm. um and uh, certainly for those individuals uh it's I always encourage people not to think of it as like this is my lifelong career I'm never going to do anything else because that's an awful lot of pressure to put 
on yourself and I've even worked with people you know working with somebody um, who did start in engineering um, and has realized it's not the career for her and she wants to move on to something else and she almost feels now that the next thing she moves on to has to be right because obviously you know I've, I've, I've got it wrong once and mm. I need to to make it right um, but actually a lot of people including myself have moved career multiple times um during you know the span of <laughs> too long that I've been working <laughs> I don't want to give my age away um so and it, it doesn't matter gone are the days where you have a career for life so it's all about working out what's right for you right now and yeah. yes you might stay in it forever but actually, it might move and change depending on what happens in your life. Yeah. So I, I always think that's such an exciting thing to think about, because much like yourself, my career has also sort of changed directions and things as, mm. as life influences, you know, having a family or other mm. things sort of start to happen and take place. So actually, I think that's really quite an exciting place to be that, you know, you could start out now doing one career, but by the time you've you retire, reach retirement age, actually, you could have done two or three different jobs or roles or, or, or had different careers. I think that's really exciting exciting thing to absolutely and it all adds to your skill set as well so you know Mm. you you kind of take new skills and and uh, gain competencies depending on where you are Mm. and experiences so um but yeah if if I'm working with somebody we certainly we look at if you're trying to work out your career direction it's really important that you kind of work out you know what makes me want to get out of bed in the morning what Mm. is it that I'm passionate about what is it that um I, I really energizes me And so it's looking at those things because there's no point in going into a job where, you know, you just dread Mondays. That's the that's the thing that I'm in on a mission to change. So um, I believe there's something like 75 percent of people say that they hate their jobs, which is quite depressing stat. I'm really surprised to hear that that stat's still there, actually, because I'm reading. I I sort of read quite a lot within this sort of HR sphere, if you like. Mm. And I know we're going to come on to talk about some of these things a bit later on in the show. But actually, that idea that the experiences of the last two years have given many people the time to reflect Mm. on actually, what is it that I enjoy? What is it I don't enjoy? Do I want to stay in my role? Do I want to do something completely different? So actually mm. having that time to rethink things. Um, it you know, could, I hope it's come down mm. um, because, you know, I hope that, you know, they release the figures whenever they release these figures and there's a, a has been a shift. Um, I, I don't, you know, it's not going to have shifted by that much I shouldn't imagine but you know at least if it can get down to 65% that's that's 10% better. Definitely, definitely a step <laughs> so. in the right direction for sure. So you mentioned there that you'd set the business up about seven years ago was mm. um, what what kind of triggered you to set up the the business was there something that happened or is it is was it something that you always wanted to do was to work for yourself? Oh absolutely not I just thought that I'd be the last person to set up my own business to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't think that I was that kind of person that would had that independence and had and I just hadn't got a clue like how do you set up a business I just thought well there's no nothing I'm never going to be able to work all that out so you know great 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 (laughs) self-confidence there (laughs) but actually yeah it it was as often happens um a life change you know I had a, a daughter I knew that working in HR and training wasn't quite right for me and that I enjoyed parts of it but I wanted to do something different Mm. um so almost having my daughter kind of gave me that opportunity to kind of rethink um and I actually saw a career coach myself um 
and pretty much in the first session was like, well, I want to be doing what you're doing. Um, so I sort of knew about coaching, but didn't know exactly what it was. Um, mm. And so, yeah, I went and retrained and also doing um, the work with this lady, it made me realise that um, actually I could set up a business, that actually I, I would work it out. And that the key thing was the light bulb moment that we sometimes talk about when it comes to sort of coaching and self-discovery and stuff was when I did the whole, you know, what are the things that make me want to get out of bed in the morning and what drives me? And independence came up as top. And I'd That's never have said that, that was you know me at all and when but but these things mean different things to different people sure um and when I thought about it I thought well yeah actually I really don't like people telling me what to do Um, (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine there's quite a lot of listeners going out like yeah I don't like that either (laughs) um you know the main reason people leave their jobs um are managers actually and poor management and um, I've had a few of those in my time and I just thought you know what I just I don't want to go back to that again I'm not really a corporate individual either and I thought yeah I'd quite like to just be able to to dictate my work schedule you know I had a daughter that was going um when I re- I retrained and then she was going back um starting school and I thought, you know, how brilliant to to be able to sort of plan my my work around my daughter, um, and yeah, be able to do it all for myself, not for anybody else, but just to to kind of be able to yeah run things the way I want to run things. So that's how it all started. Excellent. No, uh, I think my my story is fairly similar to yours. So I can resonate a lot and, and understand a lot of the things that you're saying. There, just having mm. that kind of independence and freedom as a a small business owner is definitely a draw. Um, especially when you're in the corporate world and it's a beautiful day out there and you're st- stuck in the office between <laughs> nine and sort of yeah. six, seven o'clock at night or whatever. So, um, yeah, certainly having that independence and flexibility to work around school hours and, and be there for the family is, yeah, I can, I can certainly see that. So um, exciting. And, and what is the one thing that you love about your job? What do you really enjoy? Um, probably is that flexibility, really. Um but actually, more than that, it's helping other people. That's always been my drive. The thing that I've, you know, I went into HR in order to help people. Um, but it became, you know, more of a strategic function, I think, and to mm. set strategic um, direction for the business rather than sort of personnel, which is what it used to be. And yeah. I wanted to help the individuals. So um, I think for me, it's seeing the transformation you know having people go I got the job and you know and that kind of thing and just being absolutely over the moon um you know I did a CV for someone recently and and they went for this particular job and they got an interview and they were just over the moon so it's it's yeah it's seeing that and making a difference really that's fantastic yeah I can imagine that is really rewarding when somebody does get the job that they, their dream job or, or yeah. something that they really want that must be really exciting and by the by the reverse what's your what's your worst part of your job what is it that you like least I think and this has been greatly um sort of increased I suppose because of the pandemic I think I get a bit lonely at times Mm. um I I think I managed that better before the pandemic because I had a routine and I'd do networking and I'd meet people clients face to face and then that was sort of taken away over Mm. and everything was done online um and 
it's a lot easier in some respects to do things online. It's a lot quicker. You don't have to travel places. You don't, you know, have to find venues, all that kind of thing. And um, and so I think it's just sort of remained a bit like that um, more. And I'm now trying to do a bit more stuff again because I think I was a bit slow to <laughs> kind of change that. And I just got really used to it. And then I was like, why am I feeling so, you know, grumpy and I was like oh it's because I need people you know I am a people person and it's just I'm bored of of not bored I'm just I just don't get the same energy through a computer as I do when I meet someone face to face that's really interesting because I think it is again one of the challenges that you face as a small business owner it's definitely you know whereas when you work in a team um, or in a large organization you've got people and colleagues that you can turn to if you've got a challenge or you want to just solve a problem that you're you know kind of mulling over in your head but when it's yourself it becomes a bit difficult you either talk to the dog or to the wall or to yourself generally to myself (laughs) or yes occasionally to the dog (laughs) to try and solve the problem so I, I completely understand that actually it is really important to get out and start talking to people and of course as you say it's kind of magnified during lockdown as well not just in the work environment but actually everywhere across the board as well so yeah. um so apart from networking is there anything else that you do to sort of overcome that um that sense of, of wanting to be more connected with people um I, I mean, I have I have a lot of one-to-ones as well, which I suppose is still networking, or I have started to see clients, because a lot of clients, I mean, I work with people all over the world. I was working with somebody in um, Indonesia recently. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, which is the furthest I've, I've done. <laughs> they were exciting. A, they were a Scot in, uh, <laughs> in Indonesia. Um, so, um, you know, sometimes you, it's naturally you're going to go online. And as I said, it does... Um, it does save a lot of time but um I've started to to meet my clients face to face so that I can get that kind of um interaction and I mean it's not a people thing but I do um love nature and Mm. it gives me a lot of pleasure to kind of walk the dog and get a break from from and I generally just talk to whoever I meet so (laughs) watch out if I'm you know (laughs) watch out for a lady with a black small black poodle (laughs) well she's brown but you know she's she looks black black from a distance (laughs) (laughs) excellent I believe you've got a we were talking just before we came on air that you've got a new program that you're you're kind of mulling over at the moment and and thinking about so what what's what's what are you thinking at the moment <laughs> well, I've I love working with young people. So I love, you know, I just think that if you can get people younger people to start off on the right road and understand the kind of so they, you know, the way of working out what career they want to do so that even if it doesn't work out the way they want to or they want to change later on, they've got all the tools to then work out where to go next sort of thing. So if mm. you can start young, then it's it's a really good thing so I'm uh, and I think there's a massive gap in the market for helping graduates I Mm -hmm. think that there's not many people out there that are actually helping graduates to you know find their first job to get that first step on the ladder so um, my idea is to put together a group program for graduates so that they can kind of bounce ideas off each other as well and work together excellent Um, but yes it's it's still it's still um, you know I'm still thinking about it but the idea you know what what I'm looking to do is to launch it in September so uh, yeah really interested to hear your thoughts the the listeners thoughts um, as to whether they 
they'd be interested they've got children or um you know or they are themselves interested then please do get in touch with me yeah and perfect timing as well because obviously everybody's just going through finals and GCSEs and A-levels and all of that kind of good stuff around this time of year so take the summer off and then start to think about what happens next (laughs) absolutely excellent so thank you ever so much for introducing Vida Coaching Tanya it's good to hear a bit more about what you do we're going to go to a track now and it's a a song that you've chosen for us this afternoon Um, so it's Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran is there a reason that you you like this song in particular or well I always choose songs that um you know when I'm thinking about what songs do I like I particularly like the ones where me and my daughter like sing along to it in the car and she she loves this song so that was one of the things and the other the other thing I think is well you know as a coach I'm trying to help people with their uh, their bad habits <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> I love it I love the link back there to your to your coaching so that's fantastic so um here we have Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran enjoy Every time you come around, you know I can't say no Every time the sun goes down, I let you take control Sending alone 
Conversations with a stranger I barely know Swearing this will be the last But it probably won't I got nothing left to lose Or use Or do my bad habits lead to white eyes That was Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Sophie Comas on the River Radio Let's Talk Business show. Thank you ever so much for listening in this afternoon. Today we're joined by Tanya Sesmanero, a career and personal development coach from Vida Coaching. So far we've heard a bit more about Vida Coaching, who they are and how they can help their clients. Don't forget if you have missed part of today's show, you can listen to the show again on Catch Up via the website river.radio or as a podcast via all of the usual places. And of course, if you want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having on the show today, please do drop me an email to sophie at river.radio. So Tanya, at this point in the show, we started to ask our guests a bit of a quick fire round of questions. All right. Um, okay. And Sitting I thought, up straight now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be fun for us to do, do the same for you. So um, for those listeners out there, Tanya's starting to look a little bit worried at <laughs> this point, but really it's just a bit of fun. So um, are you ready? Are you sitting comfortably? I am sitting comfortably. Excellent. Do you like Marmite or peanut butter? Oh, Marmite. Beer or wine? Wine. Schweppes or fever tree? Fever tree. Football or rugby? Football. Tennis or cricket? Tennis. Tea tea or coffee? Tea. Lemon or lime? Lemon. Cats or dogs? Oh, dogs (laughs) nowadays. Used to be cats. (laughs) Beach or city breaks? Beach. Milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Dark. And do you have a favourite city? Um, do I have a favourite city? Well, I do like Barcelona. Barcelona is a fab city. Yes, excellent. Good choice. <laughs> Good choice. And last question: Do you could you describe yourself in three words? What words would you use? I would probably say fun, friendly, and kind. Excellent. Yeah, I'd agree with those. Those are good words. <laughs> Excellent. Um, it is also good to share a business book as well um, at this point in the programme or a podcast. I know I know you're, you, you enjoy both, but today mm-hmm. you've got a book recommendation for us, which was Atomic Habits by James Clear. Yes. So what's, I haven't heard of that one, I have to be honest. There's been oh, some great recommendations, yeah. but I haven't heard of this one. So no, you must read it. It's great. I'm yeah. not, you know, I know this is a terrible um, admission to someone who, you know, works in personal development, but I'm not an avid business book reader. I like the books for me. I'm very direct in my reading style, it would appear, because I do personality profiling. I'm not in my verbal communication style, as you can probably tell. (laughs) But um, I like reading a book that is just gets to the point. It's like just gives me the information I need. I do not want to read a book that waffles on for hours and hours and gives me the stories and goes off at tangents. Can't be doing with it. So, (laughs) um, so this book just gives you loads of really good information in a pretty. You know, it does tell some stories. It is, you know, (laughs) it is interesting, but you do get you know some really good tips in there as well which I like excellent that's good so um, what, what kind of um what kind of things does it do they talk about is it a particular area of development or well I think you know for, for me it's it's very 
in line with coaching. It mm. talks about how, you know, making tiny changes can make a really huge difference. So it's almost stacking, it talks about stacking habits and, mm. and kind of just trying to um, do little things and all those little things together add up to to then making a big change. They, they did an example, actually, just to try and explain this. Talked about the British cycling team mm. who used to just essentially lose everything and we just we were just were not very good at cycling really yeah and then somebody came in and started just making very minor changes to to the bike to the um what the the people ate to their routine everything just but just teeny things all over the place and as as we know now um it added up to us winning loads and loads of medals um, as a result of of this so it it can make a huge difference um so I really liked you know that was that's an example of you know telling a story you know so not being quite to the point but (laughs) I think yeah that's a good story that proves what you're trying to say I think stories can just bring things to life can't they there's a book that I've read called The Go-Giver which is brilliant Uh, another one of my faves it it is really a story of of um how somebody wants to achieve more and do more and rather than taking the direct route maybe and just kind of trying to be really salesy about it it portrays and describes a different approach in a different way and through a story and I I love that so that is unusual yeah because usually I like sort of um tips like I I love um Eat That Frog Mm. by Brian Tracy because each it's 21 chapters and each chapter is is giving you a technique or a tip to help you to um, manage your procrastination. Um, So it's very user-friendly. But actually, I think The Go-Giver was only about 120 pages or something, so perfect for me. I I think I read it in about two hours. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It was just like, you know, I don't have huge amounts of time. I'm a mum, I've got my own business, I've got a dog, you know, so I just want something. And But the way it was told, you, you got so much from it but it was actually told as a story. So, yes, I love that as yeah. well. Yeah, that's good. Oh, well, thank you for the recommendation. I shall go and check that out. I'm collecting quite a list of podcasts and books to listen to. You're going to have time to. <laughs> well, but yeah, that's definitely the challenge for sure. Um, so we've talked a little bit already, Tanya, about what you do and how you help your clients. But um, you, you kind of alluded that you hadn't always worked for yourself. So what, what's your kind of journey? How did you, how did you end up here? Oh, um, yeah, very sort of roundabout way, really. I mean, when from, um, don't worry, I'm not going to take too long. I'm saying from a child, so if he's <laughs> going to start sweating. But um, uh, when I was young, I um, always wanted to work in, in the media. And I want to, initially wanted to be an actor, but then I was like very, um, you know, sort of had my head screwed on at a young age and was like, yes, but 85% of actors are out of um, work and stuff, and I don't want that. So I decided I was going to be like in broadcasting. Um, and so I took a journalism film and broadcasting degree um and um managed to get into it and I tell the story um, a lot because I actually got into it through my dad talking to a a colleague in a lift at work (laughs) and you know they knew each other and they had a chat and and realized that his wife works in the press office of a, a famous radio station um and I needed a job in media and so um she had a position available sorry and um so yeah so we um I I got the job and and worked in in this station for a while um but unfortunately realized it was not in any way suited to me my personality my skills um didn't enjoy it at all um it was very fast-paced 
um, environment. I am a reflector. Um, it was quite competitive. I'm like, I want everyone to work together and get on and all be happy. <laughs> so not competitive. It's not competitive. <laughs> not in that way. Anyway. I think my husband would argue that when we're playing ball games, it's a whole different. Well, that's like, a different game. scenario. But yeah, <laughs> but not in a working environment. So, no. and so yeah, it's just a very different to to what I enjoy doing, and I realised quite early on so it wasn't for me so I then had to like evaluate what am I going to do next and career coaching wasn't really a thing um back in the 20 years ago I know I don't look old enough and so so um so I just sort of my friend was doing HR and I thought well that sounds quite good and so I literally that was the amount of thought and then I took a year to get into it because everyone wanted someone with experience so but yeah. that is the amount of thought I took to actually decide I wanted to do it yeah. um that's yeah. always the challenge isn't it I guess that's one of the things you you must help people with is that they want to make a move and much like yourself it's quite a, a big jump to go from working in radio and broadcasting to HR. So how, how, how do you kind of manage around that? I guess there's other skills you bring out, but that must be quite a big challenge for people. Yeah, I think, I think it's really hard for people. And I, obviously I can um, understand, having been in that situation, that um, you think you want to do something all your life and, um, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it wasn't actually what I thought it was going to be and it's mm. actually not the right thing for me. So then what on earth do I do next? Um, and so that can be really hard. And also, yes, you, you've got the qualifications for one thing um, and then it's like, oh, but I want to do something else. Um, so first of all, it's, it's, you know, as we talked earlier, it's about investigating what is that something else, um, looking at strengths and um, and what you're passionate about and your values and, and the, the, your career priorities and all those great things. But also... Um, it's it's thinking about transferable skills as well and um and helping people with their confidence because they might have had a confidence knock so it's working with them to to sort of um and I think often when I work with people on their CVs that's a great time where people sort of you can see as well as using sort of confidence um you know mindset stuff and helping them with their mindset seeing people like go oh yeah actually I have done some quite good stuff in the past and yeah. it's, it's know, good often yeah. isn't it yeah. I think as as individuals we naturally have a tendency to focus on the things that maybe didn't go so well or that we can't do or that is missing that actually to take some time and reflect and go you know what actually in that role I did do quite a good, lot of good things and mm. I'd forgotten I'd done that and that's you know actually that was that was quite good so I can see how that would really help yeah, they, they start to see, because CVs nowadays need to be achievement-based. It's gone on the days where we used to just list tasks and that was sufficient. Now it needs to, you need to show, you know, what you can do for the next company that you're going to, to move to. So, and if you've been in a different industry, it's about showing that you've got these transferable skills and that will work in that industry, um, the, the new industry um, that you can bring from, from where you used to work. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Is there anything that you, I mean, I, I guess you then went on, you, you mentioned earlier that after your HR career, you've then gone on to Vida Coaching mm. and to set that up. Is there anything that you, you wished you'd known when you very first started out? Or Oh, uh, yes. I mean, I think, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I wish I'd, I'd actually probably got like a business coach or something. And it's difficult, isn't it, um, to invest when you're first starting out because yes, you it is. haven't yeah. got any money. Um, but it's like, it's all the processes. I'm not a very process person. I'm quite like, I don't really 
enjoy admin and all that sort of stuff. And so I didn't really, there's lots of things you can set up that then down the line just makes your life so much easier rather than if you do it a year you go oh yes I I really could have done with having a database with all the people's details and stuff and you've got a year's worth of business cards and stuff that need to be entered into this database so to set to to know what processes would be useful to have at the beginning and to set those up initially can save an awful lot of time because it's like many things isn't it you don't know what you don't know so it is things like for me um having an automated um so accounts was always my thing I always need, wanted to be able to afford to have an accountant to file my tax returns because I knew it would cause me lots of lots of stress at the end <laughs> yeah. of the financial year but having things like zero or QuickBooks set up from the beginning mm. rather than trying to manage it all via an excel spreadsheet and do it manually mm. you know those sort of things can really help you save time in in the long run as yeah. you say and and also set you up for scalability i think as well because yes. i think many people when they start working for themselves maybe in a service-based industry very quickly kind of want to scale and grow so actually having some of those structures in place mm. would would definitely help so i can yeah i can definitely understand what your your thoughts are there um would you have done anything differently when you when you first set up i mean i know you talked about the processes but is there anything else that you'd have done differently um it's funny i'll probably go away and go oh my goodness there were so many things i would have gone <laughs> it's done always differently. the way but you know apart from the yeah definitely the processes but apart from that i think um i guess maybe um yes yes i think what i would have done i think i need to um be braver sometimes I'm going you know I'm, I'm a pretty honest person open person I think there sometimes there were things that I thought you know I could do um and then I thought oh no I, I won't I'll, I'll carry on doing this or I'll do something different or whatever and then I look back in a couple of years later and I start doing that thing and I think why didn't I do it two years ago um and but sometimes you need the experience don't you to yeah have kind of almost go through that journey to have the idea and think oh no that doesn't feel right to do that now or I'm not quite ready or or maybe the, there's a confidence piece there I think it sometimes. is I think you know because there's there's um just thinking of that something in particular and I was thinking and I had the idea years ago and now I'm like yes that's gonna actually that is gonna have an impact on my business and I think hmm why didn't I do it before and I think it was it was the confidence now I've got so much more experience I I know that I'm going to find it quite easy to do this particular task whereas it would have been quite difficult years Mm. ago because it it just yeah wouldn't have come as naturally to me so yeah no that's good um good insight good reflection Mm. there and what would you say your biggest achievement is with the business so far what's is there one thing that you're, you're really super proud of or um, I mean, aside from setting yourself and being going for seven years, which in <laughs> itself I think is an amazing, amazing achievement. Surviving Brexit pandemic, yes, <laughs> yeah, it's great. I set up, and then we have Brexit, COVID, and now inflation, like <laughs> in a war. Yeah, um, I think um, what am I? You know, I'm proud of every single one of my clients for sort of, you know, working with me and you know working really hard to get some really great results but I I think I'm really um, proud about working with the Slough Hub um, 
basketball. Which I worked with, um, I think it was last year. Time goes, or was it 2020? (laughs) I think it was last year. Um, All all matches into one in some ways, doesn't it? It's like the pandemic, and I can't quite remember which year it was. Um, (laughs) And, um, yeah, helping some long-term unemployed people um, get back into into work. The two clients I work with both managed to get jobs. Fantastic. um, And I got a little award for for my training that I did um, there, so that was really great. Excellent. It's a good um, project to be um, part of. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. And like you say, the real satisfaction when two people got another job, which is great news. Yeah. That's fantastic. So what does the future hold for Vida Coaching? What's on the horizon for the next year or so? Bigger and better things, I think. Whilst also spending some time with my daughter in the in the summer. So that's important. (laughs) Yeah. So just getting that balance, I think. You know, making sure I want to work um, more with companies um, and helping. You know, growing companies with their. sort of with their needs I think companies are scaling quite quickly some companies um, and it can be really difficult then to manage some of the people issues and I'm not HR I'll leave that to the HR professionals have done that (laughs) (laughs) but you know to help um, I know we're going to come on to talk about this but you know the the retention piece you know making sure you grow your employees so working with companies to help develop employees and give them um what they need because a lot of people nowadays are looking for that um i don't know that support they they want to be able to develop they love that personal development side of things and that's what people are looking for and to be able to grow within the organization and so helping you know sort of businesses with that um is is kind of as well as but still working with my individuals because i love that excellent oh exciting times ahead yeah so I, look, I look forward to hearing more about that um so there are also some really big challenges out there. a couple of you started to allude to there mm. that we're going to come on to talk about in just a moment but before we start to talk about that further we're going to play another song and we've got happy by pharrell williams from despicable me which is a fab film um is there a, a story behind why you like it or just because well, you know, it's it's good to be happy, isn't it? And it's just it, it's a it's a, a song that makes me happy, and it does bring back memories of um, me and my daughter when she was very little, um, dancing around and singing to it again. So I always uh, songs always remind me of her, and this one does when Excellent. she's little. So. Oh, and, and you're smiling as well, which is even better. <laughs> That's what music's for, for sure. So this is "Happy" by Pharrell Williams from Despicable Me.
from Despicable Me. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Sophie Comas on the River Radio Let's Talk Business show. Thank you ever so much for listening in this afternoon. Today we're joined by Tanya Sesmanaro from Vida Coaching and so far we've learned about Tanya and been introduced to her business. Don't forget if you have missed part of today's show you can listen to the show again via the website river.radio as a podcast via Alexa, Apple or Google and of course if you'd like to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having on the show today please drop me an email to sophie at river.radio. So Tanya we're going to come on to talk about some challenges within the small business sector um, just just generally with, within your kind of sphere and, and the world of coaching. There's quite a lot of challenges facing businesses of all sizes at the moment. But um, what, what would you say the biggest kind of couple of challenges that you're seeing within your industry in current times? I mean, I know there's some big whopping ones into the media headlines, but what, <laughs> what are you seeing currently at the moment? Um, do you mean like in in terms of coaching the coaching world yes or... I, I guess both I guess what what's, yeah you know what, what's what are the challenges within in the world of coaching I mean with regards to coaching I think um, and it's always been the case it's a, an unregulated industry mm. um, which is a shame uh, <laughs> I have to say um, and so you know you can have a coach that's basically had um, you know got a certificate from two hours of of training or you can have someone that's got an accreditation and stuff so it's it it depends and I think um so there's a lot of coaches out there which means that actually um it it is quite hard as a coach to kind of make your business a success I think with small businesses in general it can be quite challenging but I think with coaching it's a quite a a packed market um, quite competitive and I guess, quite competitive well. so it's quite hard to differentiate yourself from other people um and um I'm kind of lucky I suppose or I decided to choose career coaching and there's less career coaches around than than maybe business coaches or other forms of coaching so hmm. um within I think that the pandemic really made a lot of um small businesses uh, struggle it depended on on where your focus was so I know that quite a number of people went back into employment that were previously mm. um actually kind of had their own businesses um which is probably one of the reasons why we now have such high employment because a lot of people that previously were business owners went back in but then similarly a lot of people did start their own businesses like, during yeah. the pandemic there's a, there a lot of movement wasn't there, there I was think you mentioned movement. it earlier there's a lot of time for reflection of people kind of going you know what I'm not enjoying what I'm doing I'm not happy mm. with things so actually what does the future look forward and I think one of the things you you've mentioned previously is the idea of the great resignation mm. so the idea of people sort of moving within um you know, either within companies or within roles or, or 
looking to do something completely different so are you still seeing that kind of movement happening well I was looking at um it was quite an interesting metro um article that I was looking at yesterday which talked about you know the great resignation so there was this big it came out of America this big thing about how um everybody was resigning during the uh, during 2021 and moving and I think you know what this article was was had got some stats and I love a stat mm. um and I it, do but I think there's about 10 different ones I've seen about that that you know three and four people are wanting to do something different yeah. one. don't worry yeah. I'm not going to say any stats but what they what what they gen the general overview was that um more over 50s in 2021 retired than usual so okay. so that was where we lost some people was that they decided to retire early because as you say they reevaluated their lives and thought actually I quite fancy uh, <laughs> leaving work altogether yeah, that sounds, that sounds um, like quite a good plan to me yeah it <laughs> sounds quite nice um but actually a lot of people reevaluated their their priorities in general and tended to that the movement tended to happen more um, within, so people wouldn't necessarily move, um, change careers. So they would move within what they were already doing, but just move to a different company. Mm-hmm. And they, they decided that the company they were working for wasn't giving them what they needed. And so they would move to a different company. And there was a lot of poaching going on of like, mm-hmm. you know, companies saying, oh, look, I can give you this and I can offer you that, which meant that... Um, you know, people were moving. Um, but what they were saying in this article was that it seems they've done their um, their reviews and it seems that the rates of vacancies, resignations and wage growth all slowed in the fourth quarter of 2021. Okay. Um, so it looks like this period has now pretty much passed um, and we are now in a state of, like people pretty companies trying to get people to stay actually and trying to retain staff because there's a lack of staff out there Um, and as we're seeing some of the main key headlines today you've got obviously all of the travel disruptions happening as people trying to get away on on holidays and things this week with half term and they can't get enough staff quick enough no they let everyone go during the pandemic and then they went oh lots of people want to travel we're gonna you know put loads of flights on but we don't actually have the staff and i actually saw in the news this morning um someone recording um the co-pilot um loading the cases onto the plane so that they could just get the plane to to take off i mean you know that's a great example of teamwork i think (laughs) and everybody just mucking in everywhere but yeah yeah, that's not not the ideal not what you want to see necessarily (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so that's kind of happening and i think but um we really are now um so we've come from like this great resignation of last year which is now sort of seeming to subside a bit and we're now come to this phase of of companies um really struggling to recruit um there's just a lack of staff out there in certain industries um they're finding it particularly hard to recruit good staff and you know i've I've got friends who are recruiters and know a lot of recruiters and they're saying that they've never seen anything like this. And, you know, well, we certainly within the last 10 years, they've yeah. not seen anything like this. So is that, is that because there's, there's, you know, obviously we've had Brexit, which I'm sure is an influencing factor, but is it that people are setting up their own small businesses, which is maybe causing shortages for kind of full-time work? Is that 
or is there, there are other reasons that people it's are difficult to, it's difficult to pinpoint one reason <clears throat> i think and i think it de- it depends on the sector mm. um so there is sort of i think manufacturing has been impacted by people resigning manufacturing tends to have a sort of uh, more mature workforce and right. so the the fact that the people are re- retiring sorry not resigning retiring early mm. has impacted them and their ability to um to get staff I was talking to a recruiter recently who was saying that there was a a plastics manufacturer Mm. who was saying that they wanted to get more young people in and they wanted to you know because it was quite a mature workforce um but the the, the recruiter was saying well the difficulty is that um younger people are more environmentally aware now and they a lot of younger people don't actually agree with plastic and don't want to work for a plastic factory. Yeah, because I I was going to come on to say, actually, that the idea of kind of sustainability, the environment, Mm. charity, that whole kind of CSR piece is becoming even more important. So as people are moving businesses, they're proactively choosing organisations that are focusing in those things. And if you want to attract a younger demographic, you've kind of got to provide them with the things that they're looking for. So yes, right there, I can totally (laughs) see why that... That just is almost a slight conflict of interest, isn't yeah. it? But also, I mean, flexibility is a massive thing now. And it was mm. interesting because um, for, for whatever reason, the the UK, people in the UK are not wanting to return to work in to workplaces much more than in other countries. That's so I think there, there's a stat, love a stat, where <laughs> um, 70% of the workforce have now returned in London um from you know the figures are 70 percent of what they were um pre-covid yeah um and in other cities that's it's much higher that people have returned to work and and in the uk we are looking for that hybrid work um we don't want to go back to the office full-time we want that flexibility and that's what people are asking for and if a company can't provide that then they're going to find it harder um, mm. to recruit staff yeah it, it presents lots of challenges because on on one hand you've got kind of the you know as a leader how do you manage those teams if you've got half your team working from home and half working in the office but also it presents such an opportunity to perhaps change the way that you work because you don't need to commute for an hour hour and a half each way of a day to sit in an office and answer a load of emails but actually mm. you could do that at home so right why not kind of change the way that you think and go into the office for meetings and huddles and brainstorms and to connect with people but if you're going to just answer emails or, or clear you know work do some thinking time or something then that's just as easily done from home and you don't have the traveling the environmental impact so that's an opportunity too doesn't it it? does and also it's say it's saving companies money because a lot of companies are downsizing and having you know smaller offices or kind of renting a space in a co-working kind of office so that they just because they just don't need the size of office that they used to have And energy, and also yes, exactly cost um, cost efficiencies. I mean, mm. we, we haven't touched on the rising cost of living and, and mm. energy prices. But for an organisation, if you haven't got to heat and light um, a large building, then actually that that also is going to save you yeah. cost in the long run as well. Well, yeah, I mean, people obviously need bigger salaries now because you know we've got such um, massive expenses and actually I saw somebody um, writing on LinkedIn about small businesses talking about small business challenges and that you know now no you shouldn't be keeping your prices the same because now's the 
the best time to increase your prices because if you don't increase your prices you're actually going to be worse off this year yes yeah because um, you're having to pay more yourself for, yeah, for um, everything yes um yeah. I don't know how I feel about that because personally I you know and I think you've just got to do what's right for you really I agree with that in theory but then if you work with individuals who are then struggling, you know, because they've also got higher costs, it's difficult to then justify putting your prices up for that reason. So yeah. it's it's one of those. But it is another thing where, that you know, businesses are struggling, people are struggling because of the, the rise in the cost mm. of living. Yeah, no, definitely. Pricing is always an interesting question, I think, for small oh, business yes. owners. It's, <laughs> um, you know, it's kind of thinking about what the competition does. And I think you're right, it comes down to what kind of, business and organization you are I know um you know I, I sort of I've worked with quite a lot of sort of personal trainers people within the fitness sector and of course if they're renting properties and their base costs are going up mm. it kind of you know they kind of have to almost pass it on as much as they yeah. often wouldn't want to yeah you know, that that can become a challenge so I guess it, it just depends on what kind of what kind of organisation you're, you're working yeah, for. Yeah, and, and how much it's hitting is. your bottom line, I think, and how much you can justify what you do. So, Yeah, excellent. So have you got, um, we're, we're drawing to a close, Tanya, and heading towards the end of the show, but um, have you got a, a kind of a top tip to share with our, our listeners this afternoon from, you know, if there's somebody out there perhaps looking for their next role or at a career crossroads, is there a, somewhere that you recommend that they might like to start or um, what, what would be your, your top tip to share? I think don't suffer in silence. I think, um, you know, if you're not happy in your job, um, you spend the majority of your time at work. So it would be, you know, talk to people, get help. Um, I'm not saying, you know, necessarily for myself, but friends, family, talk to people about, have a think about what are your um, interests, what are your priorities? What what do you want the culture of the company to be like? Um, what are your transferable skills? And and do something. Make make that move because um, you can change, and and there are better jobs out there for you that fit you and what you want to do um, better than what you are in now. Excellent. There's some really good advice there. I think for me, it was always. I know when I've been at crossroads, it's almost like where where do I start with start you know I know I'm not happy I know I want to do Mm. something else and and it's struggling to figure out where to start so there's some good advice there to think about actually what am I looking for what does what would you know almost what is it I don't like now and what would what would be a better solution so that's some good good advice there so thank you so um before we wrap up the show thank you so much for joining us on the show today Tanya it's been lovely talking to you thank you Um, it's been great yeah, it's been really good fun um, to hear more about the business, um, Vida Coaching, and also to hear a little bit more about your business journey and some of your experiences as well. If someone wanted to find out a bit more about your business, what, what would be the best way for them to do that? Um, it's to go on my website, which is www.vidacoaching.co.uk, and you can find all my contact details on there. Excellent. Of course, all the details about your services and, and how you can yep. help your various different clients Absolutely. as well. So wonderful. So thanks so much for joining us, Tanya. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So next week, Fiona will be back on the show with the fabulous Amanda Downs. Amanda is a sales growth expert. If you have any questions about today's show for Tanya, or you have a question that you might like to ask Amanda next week, so perhaps something around business development or sales, um, then please do drop me an email to sophie at river.radio. 
Radio. We also have some great other shows coming up on the network, Riverdot Radio, across the rest of the week. So don't forget to stay tuned in. Um, and of course, if you've missed part of today's show, you can listen to the show again via the website, Radio, or via your podcast via all of the usual places, Alexa, Apple or Google. So that all that reminds me, remains for me to do is to wish you a fantastic jubilee weekend celebration whatever it is that you're doing and i will see you next time and i'll play you out to dolly thanks very much take care tumble out of bed and i stumble to the kitchen pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five Working nine to five What a way to make a living Barely getting by It's all taking and no giving They just use your mind And they never give you credit It's enough to drive you Crazy and you let it Nine to five Service and devotion You would think that I Would deserve a bad promotion Want to move ahead But the boss won't seem to let me I swear sometimes That man is out to get me They let you dream Just to watch them shatter You're just a step on the boss man's ladder But you've got dreams He'll never take away same boat with a lot of your friends Waiting for the day your ship will come in And the tide's gonna turn And it's all gonna roll your way Working nine to five What a way to make a living Barely getting by It's all taking and no giving They just use your mind And you never get the credit It's enough to drive you Crazy and you love it Nine to five, yeah Yeah.